0: with your host, high-performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Success Hackers. This is your host, Scott Hansen, business and marketing strategist, best-selling author, contributing writer to Entrepreneur Magazine, speaker, and of course, your podcast host right here on Success Hackers. Are you having a good week? Are you having a good start to the brand new year? Because I hope you are. And uh, again, if you're brand new, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the show. Maybe you found it on Stitcher, iTunes. Maybe it was on iHeartRadio you found us. Wherever you found us, it is great to have you here. For all my loyal Hacker Nation listeners, welcome back. And you know I love you guys. Thanks so much for continuing to listen, spreading the word on social media about success hackers. And uh, also, if you could do me a favor, really quickly, it takes you like one minute If you go on iTunes and rate the podcast and even write a review, that would be so great because our goal here with Success Hackers is literally to impact and empower entrepreneurs and business owners all over the world to play bigger and to 10x their business. And when we rate the show and we have all kinds of ratings and reviews, then iTunes actually bumps us up and we can be more exposed and we can serve more people, and that would be a huge help if you can do that today. That would be amazing. Oh, by the way, make sure to stay all the way to the end because I have something brand new that I want to share with all of you. All right, Hacker Nation, let's get down to business. Are you wanting to become a better speaker, a better communicator? Maybe you're a current business owner and you sit in front of clients and you're like, man, why can't I... Communicate more effectively. Why isn't my prospect buying my products or services more often or maybe? You're like our next guest and she is crushing it in the public speaking space I mean she does it for a living she does training she does speaking I mean she's doing it all maybe you're that person saying wow I would love to add speaking as Another tool to the business well you are in great luck because today our featured guest is miss carol little carol Are you ready to rock?
0: I am ready to rock.
1: Yes, Carol Little. Kara <laughs> Little is the CEO of the Little Training Company. She's a public speaker and certified master trainer. She draws on her 15 plus years of experience working with corporate clients as well as top executives and individuals to help them deliver practical and accessible tools for improving her audience's public speaking skills. She excels at helping her clients move beyond the roadblocks that prevent them from achieving their full potential. Her passionate, fun, and engaging style keeps her clients coming back for more. Carol, welcome to Success Hackers. It's great to have you on the show.
0: Thank you. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here.
1: Well, we are glad to have you on the show. I know that my listeners, my audience... You know Whether they're looking to become a public speaker and get paid like you, or whether they're looking to just communicate more effectively, I know this is going to add a lot of value to their businesses. But before we start, I would love for you to share a little bit more about you and your business.
0: So the little training company does a lot of work in the corporate space. And with various companies like BMW, I train in things like sales, leadership, uh, those kinds of things. With entrepreneurs though, I have sort of a special, uh, passion working with entrepreneurs because as an entrepreneur, I know how difficult it is to grow your business. And so with them, I really work with them to make sure that their message, their, about who they are and what they do actually gets heard. Hmm. and making sure that they're able to communicate that message
1: in an effective way so next to death <laughs> <laughs> yep the greatest fear people have is public speaking right so what's one little nugget you can share with uh, helping someone actually get past the fear of speaking
0: well I think first let me just sort of back up a little and After working with so many people, i worked with hundreds of people now over the last five years, and I no longer believe that public speaking is people's number one fear. Mm. I believe that their number one fear is public being. People are terrified to stand in front of a room full of people and allow themselves to be seen. So that's my job, is to give people the permission and the encouragement to really allow themselves to be seen. Because the truth is, is that if people can't see you, they can't hear you. So probably my biggest tip is be relentlessly you. Mm. Let us see you.
1: So such great advice, but then you have someone that's listening and saying, okay, Well, I get that. That makes sense. I do want to be seen. I do want to be heard. I think it's important for my growth. I think it's important for my my business, and I think, frankly, it's important for me to stretch myself, all probably things that you teach. But when someone says that, they're like, all right, that all makes sense. I'm pumped up. I'm fired up. And then they, they go to do a presentation or they get in front of a group, whether it's a group of five or 50 or 500. Is there a certain like uh, strategy or a tip or a trick that will help them alleviate their fear other than, you know, downing a tequila shot before they go.
0: (laughs) I don't know if it's necessarily a trick, but nerves manifest differently in every person and they will find a way out. So it's important to know how nerves manifest in you so you can release those nerves before you begin. For example, uh, just like a, a little quick tip. Let's say that for you, nerves really manifest in your body and you start, you're rocking back and forth and you just can't seem to stand still. It, it sounds really simple, but if you just put your feet together, you got nowhere to go. All that rocking and all that restless energy, it, it, it's got nowhere to go and you're going to be still and it's going to help to still you and calm you.
1: Interesting. So if you're rocking back and forth, put your feet together, you have nowhere to go. What about a person that's uh, that's constantly rubbing their hands together? You know, they're 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 rubbing their, their, their thumb and their forefinger or they're doing something with their hands or something like that. Is there another strategy to help to help that person hint hint that's what I do? Is there something for that person?
0: You know what? You just put your arms down. Relax mm. them by your side. I mean that's where they go. You bring them up to make a gesture, but I always tell my people, after you make the gesture, put it away. Like, don't leave it out there. And those kinds of gestures where you're sort of rubbing your hands together and doing things like that, that's sort of a way of self-soothing because you're nervous. And so it actually makes a person seem even more unsure of themselves. So just relax your hands at your side. And that's something that you just have to practice, getting comfortable just letting your arms
1: And naturally, at your side. Yeah, and that's great. And and I know for me, when I got into public speaking, it it was not easy at all, and I practiced a lot in front of the mirror. And as crazy Mm -hmm. as that might sound, it works. It really does. And obviously, it's not the same as when you're in front of other people. But I think that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I I I I read this or I, I learned this from someone, and it's made a huge difference in when I speak. Is Rather than saying, "Oh my God, there's 30 people in the room." Oh my God, there's 500 people in the room. You really want to cater your message uh, not only to the audience, but more specifically, speak to as if you're speaking to one person, like we are right now, one on one, and you won't become so overwhelmed with the sheer number of the people in the seats. Is that uh, would you would you agree with that? I agree with that completely because not only are you not going to be as overwhelmed
0: by how many people are there, but it's also going to change your delivery. It's going to be much more conversational, much more natural, and you're going to be able to connect with that audience in a way that you might not if you were speaking to a large group and you felt you needed to do something with your voice or whatever uh, to, to speak to that group. So you want the most natural delivery that you can have and if you're just talking to one person like we are now that's perfect
1: so you I I read somewhere I think it was on your website uh, you talk about how to make a presentation powerful so we're talking about speaking and and, and narrowing that down to really how to become a better communicator whether you're as we talked offline whether you're doing a one-on-one presentation in front of a prospect or whether you're actually speaking to a Rotary or a Kiwanis Club, or whether you're speaking to a group of 500 or 5,000, how do you make a presentation more powerful? And maybe what are three things that are a must in, in order to make that more powerful presentation?
0: Well, I'm a big fan of starting strong. It is really difficult to recover from a weak opening. So the first thing out of your mouth needs to be something that really grabs their attention. So you could say something, you know, if you're in front of a room full of people, you could say something that they aren't expecting you to say, or you say something in a way they didn't expect it. You could start by reciting a quote or telling a story. That's always a really effective way of drawing people in. But whatever you do, you want to just start strong. And in addition to what you say, how you say it, is going to make a big difference too. Because if you deliver some powerful, great statement or quote, but you deliver it in a very weak, uninteresting way, then that's going to defeat the purpose of starting strong. So you have to say something to get their attention, and you have to say it in a way that you are showing some authority or some energy and enthusiasm for what you're talking about. Mm.
1: Yeah, and I, I realized that in my own life, in my own in my own business, when when I just go right into sort of the topic, people are glazed over in the first two minutes. Mm-hmm. If I open up with a with a, I don't want to see a joke because I think everybody has their own delivery method. Some people are more funny than others. Some people are more serious. More, some people are more introverted. Some people are really over the top and animated. But I think if you, to your point, everybody has their own skill set and everybody has their own. Um, being as you put it earlier so I don't think you should change who you are just because you're quote-unquote in front of a person or in front of a group or in front of an audience I think you should continue to be you but I think that there's some strategies there's some skill sets that need to be grown if you will so that you can engage an audience because there is an art to it. It's not just go up there and I'm going to be a great speaker because I, I say I'm going to be a great speaker. It's like anything, you have to build that muscle. So when you started to build your muscle, I know you said you started in the corporate space and now you do a lot of trainings and speakings. What was one muscle that you needed to build in order to you for, for you to be you know the, the individual that you are today? And then what's, I guess, along that same lines, maybe it's the same muscle you can share with our audience who is, who again is listening, saying, I need and want to be a better communicator. Um, What's one thing that maybe you could share?
0: Oh, let's see. I think that for me, it was, and maybe this is, partly why this is such a big part of the work that I do. It was about being myself and not getting up there and trying to be what I thought they wanted me to be, but really just bringing who I am to the to what I was doing. And it began to make a really big difference in terms of the way that I was able to connect with the audience, in terms of people uh, building trust with that audience, people wanting to work with me. Uh, it just—it really started to change when I started to really bring myself hmm. to what I do.
1: So what you're saying, in, in Hacker Nation, uh, Carol's sharing some great nuggets on being a more effective communicator, presenter, and I think it's so important. What she's talking about is authenticity, and yep. a lot of times we try to become someone we're not because we see a really successful fill-in-the-blank, whether it's a business owner or a speaker or whatever. And we want to be that person because they, they have the following or they have the nice car or they have the nice house or they have this or they have that. And the reality of it is, and without getting too deep into this subject, you know, God created us or whoever you dig the most, your higher calling uh, created all of us. And it's pretty special that every single one of us is created differently. And I've noticed in my own business in my coaching practice in my speaking et cetera is there's a lot of times when you see some very successful people doing some very successful things and you're very tempted to try to be like that person and It's so weird because I don't know how exactly this works but it does when you try to be someone you're not when you try to fit yourself into this area uh, and you're not even like that so if you're an introvert and you try to be an extrovert if you're an extrovert you try to be more quiet and introverted And whatever whatever the thing is it just doesn't resonate with the people whether it's an energy whether it's a lack of energy whether it's a lack of authenticity so I love what you're saying about being authentic because every time I've been authentic whether it's in my speaking in my posting in my in my writing for entrepreneur or anybody else when I'm speaking authentically in my voice It's amazing who I can attract.
0: It's true. I mean, you're just hitting the nail on the head in so many things because it is kind of about finding your voice. But whenever I work with someone, one of the biggest challenges is getting past all of the things that they think they have this idea of what it is to be a speaker and what's good public speaking and and getting past all of that and clearing all of that garbage out because it's not who they are. And it's interesting, I just was reading a, a book and I saw a quote that I heard years ago, but I was just reminded of it, or, or a short little story, and it was, you know, when you get to Judgment Day, God isn't going to ask you, why weren't you Moses? God is going to ask you, why weren't you Scott Hansen? Mm. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's not about being a foe or fake version of someone else. The only thing that we don't have is you. Right. We already have whoever it is that you think you're supposed to be like. And what we need is the authentic version of
1: of you. So powerful. And I'm sure a lot of people that are listening, they just took a huge breath you know because and I say that because again like we talked about you see all these people that are above you that have been doing it longer than you whatever capacity that is whatever business whatever speaking capacity whatever it is and you go my god I want that I want that I want that the reality of it is is just take a breath and if you want to become a public speaker, if you want to be a better communicator, yes, there's some skills. There's some things you need to learn, some things you need to practice. Because at the end of the day, I love how you put it when you reach the pearly gates, he's going to say, Why weren't you more of you rather than someone else? I love how you put that, by the way.
0: Well, and you know, um, Ralph Waldo Emerson said that all great speakers were bad speakers first. Mm. And sadly, I can attest to that because I did not start out being a really good speaker. But what you have to be willing to do, you have to be willing to be bad. You know, we put so much pressure on ourselves to be good. That's what creates all these bad habits, all these fake things that we do because we're trying to be so good. But if you just give yourself permission to do a few bad speeches, I mean, speak any and everywhere that you can. Just like the library, you know, the Rotary Club, wherever you can talk, get in front of people but be relentlessly you and be willing and open to being bad because that's gonna free you up to be the good speaker that you can be.
1: Awesome. Yeah, and and one more thing on that topic, we've had um, some hall of fame speakers. So we've actually had two, um, have been touted as the two of the most successful, highly touted speakers in the last 50 years on our show so it's been pretty awesome to have these individuals and to your point Carol they both said exactly what you said now these are the arguably the half of one percent of top speakers on planet Earth and they have said the same thing which is you have to be bad first go speak you know speakers speak coaches coach etc leaders lead um, you gotta go out there and speak so don't think you're gonna go from you know speaking in front of the mirror to speaking on stage in front of 500 people next week there's a buildup, there's a, there's a hierarchy. It's kind of like, uh, I was long time ago, I don't want to date myself, I was in a fraternity. And I said, man, I really want what those active members have. They got the girls, they got the cool parties, they had the nice cars, yada. And there I was a little pledge cleaning up at three in the morning after a party, and I'm like, I really want that. Well, you gotta go through the process, you gotta go through the progression, and then one day you'll have that as long as you keep putting one foot in front of the other And I love how you put that because everybody else that's come on the show that's been really successful as a speaker has said, speaker speak, go out and fall down, get up, fall down and get up. And then you're going to wake up one day in two years because you had all these speaking gigs under your belt, paid or free, and now you're going to be really highly touted. So I want to talk to you about uh, the business aspect really quickly of speaking. So for someone that does presentations, someone that does seminars, someone that does trainings, from a, either a marketing standpoint or a lead gen standpoint, how do you actually get your business? Is it through a certain channel? Is it through um, some referrals that you've had or connections that you've made? Someone's out there saying, man, I really want to do what Carol's doing. I want to be a trainer. I want to be a speaker. And I think I'm really good. But then there's the whole angle. It's kind of like being a a coach, what I do, right? So, Um, I believe that I'm a very, very effective coach. I've been able to turn people's businesses around in a very relatively short period of time and have them grow their businesses, et cetera. But then there's the other aspect of coaching, which is attracting and getting clients on a consistent basis so we can do this for a living. So how have you been able to crack that code in order to not just be a great speaker, but also the, the business end of getting the clients?
0: That's a great question. And I have gotten a lot of business by referral which is good because if you go somewhere and they like you, they will refer you to other people. But beyond that, I ask. I ask everyone. I have a letter that I send out to organizations asking to speak. And most large organizations, even the small organizations, they're looking for speakers. We think that they aren't going to want us or be interested but you'd be amazed how many doors open by just asking. Say, I'd love to speak at your event. Do you have outside speakers? It, it, it's really kind of that simple. It's we. I think sometimes we make things more complicated than they need to be. But you just ask.
1: Yeah, and, and I, Hacker Nation, I can piggyback off what Carol said because when I first started, um, I'll never forget. I you know I wanted to speak and was pumped up to do it, but then to Carol's point I had you know I had these little voices in my head saying who are you who do you think you are and all these negative voices saying you can't do that you can't do that and I finally got rid of those voices and I said okay well now how do I actually go speak and sure enough I reached out to the Rotary Clubs and the chambers and just to say hey I'm a speaker now here's what's really important did I have any formal speaking gigs under my belt at the time absolutely not (laughs) But I said I was a speaker. I claimed it, you know, I, I put it out there, and sure enough, um people to Carol's point are always looking for speakers. So no one is going to anoint you, no one's gonna come over to your house or to your business, you know, and and anoint you as a speaker in whatever category. You have to step into it and own it, and then once you own that, yes, you practice and you maybe take a class or hire maybe a speaking coach or whatever it is you want to do. Then you own it, you step into that, and and to Carol's point, one thing leads to another, leads to another, and before you know it, it's like anything in life and business. If you're really good at what you do, you will continue to get recognized, and you will continue to have business float your way, but you got to step into it first, claim it, own it, and then move forward.
0: Absolutely. And you also brought up another point that I just wanted to expound on a little bit. And that was you said you didn't have a speech ready. You didn't know what you were going to talk about. And I think a big contributing factor to my own personal success is saying yes when I wasn't really ready. I wasn't sure (laughs) if I could deliver, right? You just, you, then you figure it out. Right. And uh, you know, the very first job that I got, I didn't feel ready for it all. I had to go in and train some people to be trainers and I just didn't feel ready. I went in, I did it, it ended up being successful and that ended up leading to hundreds of thousands of dollars from that account. But if I had said no because I wasn't completely ready, that wouldn't have happened. So you just got to go. Ready or not, you just gotta go.
1: Yeah, the old saying is "ready, fire, aim." And uh, yeah. when you you know when you yeah. jump out of the plane, um, just jump. You, you'll figure it out. It, it's yeah. scary as all get out, but you'll figure it out, and you're forced to. And I think sometimes we we get ready to get ready to get ready to, get ready to plan to plan to plan, exactly. and then we never take the action. And uh, I'm a big believer in having an intention and having some clarity for sure. But you know when it comes to speaking or anything in business. I've talked to so many different successful speakers and business owners that shared uh, Carol's sentiment, which is, you know what, figure it out. That's what entrepreneurship is. That's what speaking is. Go figure it out because once our brains are, you know, dialed into a specific uh, action and a specific goal, we'll figure it out.
0: <laughs> yeah, and once once you're committed,
1: yeah, you're
0: you're, you're going to figure it out. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna bring it. All
1: right, Carol, let's shift gears and talk about something that you've been sharing with us basically the whole time. But I really want to shine the spotlight on you. It's called the success hack portion of the show where you literally are going to share with our audience a success hack, a strategy, a nugget that they can actually take like right now after the show and implement into their business. So what's one success hack that you can share with our Hacker Nation community to become a really effective speaker or presenter?
0: Get on the phone or get online and just type up a letter of introduction and send it out. Put together a list of 20 places and just send it out and ask if you
1: can speak. All right, so I'm gonna take you down that real quick. So someone's listening saying, okay, great. So I draft up a letter and here's the 10 companies, awesome. But let us peek into the world of the little training company. What's one thing that you actually teach and coach a presenter, a speaker, on where they send that to, meaning who do they address it to?
0: Well, if you look online, you will find out who the person is that you should send it to. They they publish that information. Or you can call and ask, I'm interested in speaking at your organization. Who should I talk to?
1: Mm.
0: Seriously, when you don't know... You just have to ask, and and that's what I do. I just ask. I call and ask, or I send out an email and ask, if I don't know, or I get online and
1: research and find it. So Hacker Nation, I love what she just shared, and I know some of you are going, wait a second, that's the nugget, that's the success (laughs) hack. The reality of it is, what you're hearing, I'm I'm so glad you brought this up, because it sounds so common sense, so basic, but the problem is is that common sense isn't common practice. And yep. when you talk so much about, oh my God, who do I got to reach out? Do I have to have letterhead? Do I have to have graphics? Do I have to have a sizzle reel YouTube video built into it? Take a breath, and to Carol's point, just ask. Pick up the phone, find out which organizations and companies, and say, you know what, this is Joe Blow. I'm a speaker. I would love to speak on your organization who is it that you're that that hires or who is it that i should speak to oh it's susie smith susie hi this is joe blow i'm a speaker i speak on these topics around leadership around productivity around whatever it is your topic is and uh would love to find out from you if you have anything coming up that would would allow me to come out and you know basically share what i have and show you what i have is that pretty much the basic things that you're talking about
0: It really is, and I can't tell you how many times I've done that and had people say, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that you reached out. We're looking for someone. Oh, man. (laughs) But if you talk to people who want to be speakers and you ask them if they've ever asked if they could (laughs) speak, they all say no right? because they're afraid to ask. But no one's going to come and knock on your door and say, hey, we're looking for a speaker. You don't happen to be one. Uh, you've got to go out and ask for what you want. You have to let people know that you do what you do. How else will they know?
1: So great. So great. All right, Carol, let's shift gears. We are going to enter what we call the randomness round. It's kind of like putting you on the success hackers version of the hot seat. Whatever is the first answer that comes to mind, just let it rip. So, Carol Little, are you ready for the randomness round?
0: (laughs) I think so. Let's go.
1: (laughs) Best advice you've ever received.
0: You cannot limp to help the lame, don't play small. You aren't helping anybody by doing that.
1: What's a daily habit that you do sometime throughout the day that puts you in a great frame of mind?
0: You know, I get up every morning, and I do meditate, and then I get my coffee, and I read a book on, I either read, I do some reading, if either it's on business, or if I feel that I'm needing something else, I might read something spiritual or philosophical, But I start my day, I sort of ground my day with some meditation and reading every morning.
1: You now own a time machine. I want you to travel back in time to when you were 25 years old again. What advice would your current self, knowing about life and business, give your 25 year old self?
0: You teach people how to treat you by how you treat yourself.
1: What's the one trait that you have that's contributed mostly to your success?
0: (laughs) It's my ability to communicate. (laughs) (laughs) seriously it's put it's put it's put a lot of money in my pocket
1: good what's a hidden talent that you have that most people may not know about you carol
0: i'm a writer i've written a novel and a children's book i'm (laughs) working on a business book right now about public speaking called the naked speaker but yeah i'm a big writer
1: what is one book that you've read that's made an impact on your business it's
0: called The Big Leap by, isn't it Gay Hendricks?
1: Yes. If you can recommend one social media tool or overall service that has served you well in your business to our Hacker Nation community, what would that be? Oh God, it's Facebook. Carol, you are now officially off the randomness round hot seat.
0: <laughs> okay, I made it. I survived.
1: <laughs> this has been absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for sharing your time and also sharing these incredible success strategies with our Hacker Nation. Where can our listeners find out more about you, your business, or anything else that you have going on?
0: You can find me at littletrainingcompany.com. We're also on Facebook, The Little Training Company, and I'm on LinkedIn, Carol Little. And for anyone who's in the Houston area, I'm doing a one-day workshop in February on the 17th uh, at the Indigo Hotel. So if you're interested Go on my website for more information, and we'll get you a discounted ticket.
1: Fantastic, Hacker Nation! Make sure to head over to successhackers.net. That is successhackers.net for this episode's show notes and recap from today's incredible interview with Carol, along with some other really cool resources we have on the site. On that show notes page, we will have everything Carol just shared with us. You can click, you can click over and find out more about her. event in February in Houston, along with some of the other things that she has going on within her world by going to successhackers.net. Before we end the show today, I wanted to make you aware of something really cool that I have going on that I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast. As I mentioned in the start, besides being the creator and host right here on Success Hackers, I'm also a business and marketing strategist. and I help business owners grow the number of clients Increase their revenue while also helping them get complete clarity around creating and sustaining an incredibly successful business. As a matter of fact, I just helped the client grow his revenue by 50% in his business in a matter of six months. So here's the deal for all you, my loyal Hacker Nation listeners. I'm offering a free business breakthrough strategy session where I'm literally going to help you create some strategies to help grow your business. And I'm also going to help you find additional revenue in your existing business and by the way, this is a value of $500, but I'm completely waiving this fee. So if you want one of these, so if you want one of these few spots, go ahead and go to the website which is 40minutemakeover.com. That's 40 F O R T Y 40minutemakeover.com and uh, you'll learn more about that information. This is Scott Hansen saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers Until the next show, go out and live with passion.